Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you as always by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. And on this episode, we get you all set. We're breaking it down, uh, the Colorado Rockies, with their last home series of 2021. But before we get into all that, one final coda on the weekend, really, is a musical reference for those of you who are into it. Uh, And I I wanted to get at this question, Patrick, that you've been asking on social media lately. I know you got a lot of feedback. I didn't read through all of it. So I wanted to get your thoughts on this, but about a cool. Okay. Larry Walker's number has done been retired. There it is. We did it folks. It's happened. And, And you and a lot of people, I think presciently asking the next question in the immortal words of Bill Goldberg, who's next? It could be any number of people because, let's face it, there are a lot of deserving Colorado Rockies who should have their number retired. And to take a step back from that, you know, the qualifications or standards, if you will, for retiring a number are different for every team. Um, the, The one thing I think that is consistent throughout is just contributions to the organization on the field. There are a lot of guys who are not, Hall of Famers that have their numbers retired. You know, the Yankees, I think, fairly or or unfairly get a bad rap for retiring everybody's. You know, they've had a lot of great players, but they also have nine other guys who have been part of their history that they want to acknowledge and say, yeah, Ron Guidry was huge in the 70s and parts of the early 80s, and so we want him represented there. Guys like Dickey, who were number eight before Yogi Berra. Roger Maris, not in the Hall of Fame. So he shouldn't have his number retired. Of course, I think he's a guy that people want to see in the Hall of Fame. And so in some some ways, this can be a precursor to getting in the Hall of Fame. The Rockies will have uh, had one retired number in 33, uh, retired after the guy goes in the Hall. And we assume very strongly there's going to be one they retired ahead of time. And so I don't necessarily think the next number they retire is going to be a Hall of Famer because the candidates that I put out there in my survey were Carlos Gonzalez's number five, Vinny Castilla's number nine, Dante Bichette's number 10, as well as Charlie Blackman's number 19. And you can even throw in Don Baylor's number 25. So all five of those guys are not Hall of Fame players, but they did make Hall of Fame contributions to this organization. So I think Charlie is probably the next slam dunk when his you know career is all said and done with 13 plus seasons, right? He could sign a, a series of one-year deals similar to what David Ortiz did when he was with Boston. So sure. he could end up playing 15 years. You know, he, he loves it here. He loves being a Colorado Rocky. And so, you know, being number two on so many lists and being a part of a team that went to back-to-back postseason, something the franchise had never had before. And so when you retire a guy's number, they partially represent that bit of history. And so until maybe, maybe the day Nolan has his number retired, mm. you can say, Hey, Charlie represents that team. And I, and I think in many ways he does maybe not entirely as the best player from 17 and 18, but one of the best players from that time period of that team that went to consecutive postseasons. 
And the the rockiest of them, right? The most Mr. Mr. Rockies. You put it, it was interesting because I was I was looking at your poll results that, that you went out there and I had to think a little deeper on it and go, no, it's not just recency bias for Charlie Blackman. That really is that that really is right. That really is fair when you boil it down. But there's also something a little more ambiguous. Uh, you know, it's also not just about the stats on the page and all of that. And I, and I voted actually in your poll for Carlos Gonzalez um, because I think that, again, there's – Cargo probably would be number two all-time in a bunch of more categories if he'd just been healthy throughout his career, which is sadly. But there's the – and not to take away anything from Charlie Blackman. We know that off the field and, and extra and there's the kid, Charlie Blackman, and, and all of that stuff is there too. But there's the the cultural impact and the, and the cultural relevancy that Carlos Gonzalez has had uh, in the city of Denver and the state of Colorado, really playing you know, the entirety of his productive years with the Rockies and just being an unmistakable uh, part of the team, especially during some down years. Like it's it's almost kind of the opposite. Now he was still around there for for the end there, but he played a lot of years here where he would he and Tulowitzki were the reason to go and see the team play, <clears throat> and. Uh, I'd really like to see them honor Cargo in as many ways as possible because the injuries are what keep him from being that that number two guy in a lot of the statistics and probably what kept him out of the Hall of Fame. Honestly, of all these guys that we've talked about, he's he's the guy that if he'd stayed healthy, really could have gone into the Hall of Fame. And so it's just like Hall of Fame caliber person, Hall of Fame caliber player that that didn't have the career. I'd like to see a lot more honoring of Carlos Gonzalez, who I don't even think is officially retired yet. So I think actually once that happens, let's get it underway. <laughs> I like what you said about the reason to go to the ballpark, right? And I think obviously in the wake of the the Arenado trade, you're going to the ballpark every day to see Trevor Story and, and Charlie Blackman. And after this year, it might be Charlie Blackman for the next two years. We'll see what they do in free agency, but like, that's the name like that. What's the Jersey that most people own. And there's, there's a few that are those fan favorites. I mean, you know, Bichette played during a time in which it wasn't as common to have replica jerseys, right. Same with, with Vinnie Castilla, but right. you see a lot of Tulowitzki jerseys, a lot of cargo jerseys, Arenado, like those would be three of the, of the top five that you see around the ballpark and as well as Charlie Blackman. And so it's contributions to the team. Why are you going to the ballpark every day? And, you know, do, do fans want to see that? And I, I don't, I don't know a single Rockies fan that would go, no, you shouldn't retire his number. What, you know, why not? Like it's one thing to retire too many, but there's also not retiring enough to acknowledge your history. And unfortunately right. the Rockies don't do a good job at acknowledging that they could have their own little mini hall of fame. And you could you retire any and everyone like John Vanderwall could could get in that Hall of Fame and again. You go okay, he's not a, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm name dropping Vandy a lot here. Yeah, but I love you know, people might be surprised to know Paul Canerco has his number retired in Chicago. Well, he won a World Series there in 2005. You know, he was a key player, borderline Hall of Famer. His number is retired. Don Mattingly. You know, went to one postseason with the Yankees there at the end of his career, you know, fell apart a little bit due to injuries. But what he represented, he was the guy you went to see for a very long period of time from 1985 to 1995, essentially. Randy Jones 
not Randy Johnson, Randy Jones, left-handed starter with the San Diego Padres. You don't have to know who he is, but Padres fans do, and they love him and and what he did for that franchise. And so it's the same thing that whether or not in five, ten years, if you know people in St. Louis or people in Seattle or in Los Angeles or New York or Boston, they don't need to know who Charlie Blackman is. Who cares? You know who he is. You know how important he's been to this franchise, and you know how many times you went to the ballpark going, ooh, nice, Charlie's leading off, or Charlie's batting third. He's going to be in right field. That's And, and how many times you sang tonight. Right. right. That is all-encompassing in his total numbers of games played and home runs and base hits and hitting for the cycle on the final day of the season in 2019. Like All of that is encompassed in his career. And I think that's worthy of having his number retired by this organization. Yeah, no, I would, uh, I agree with you. I, and and I've said many times before, in fact, people can go back and read the piece that I wrote before they retired Walker's number, kind of taking them to task for having not done that before. And some of, you know, I had kind of inside information that was an exclusive where I talked to some people on and off the record about that whole situation. And it wasn't good. It wasn't great. But one of the things um, that I did get, again, from an, an off-the-record source here, and it's the only thing that I'll say about kind of the Rocky side of it, um, that I felt was kind of legitimate. There were a lot of things that I was told about the Rocky side of it that I was like, mm, that's not a good argument. But the one thing was that they wanted to do this in a particular order, that they wanted to retire Helton's number first, Walker's number second, and then if they're going to do any more after that, that they do that. And so now the point is to say, okay, done. We we were there. We all saw it. We saw him lift the curtain. There's the 33. I think Don Baylor actually should be next because Charlie Blackman's still playing. He can't retire his number right now. Um, You know, if Cargo, I I think they should seriously consider Castilla and Bichette. There's arguments for and against. But I think Don Baylor and Cargo should be as immediate as is reasonably possible. Um, and some of these other guys, you know, I don't think there's any harm. There's, there's no negative side in, in having ceremonies for Castilla and Bichette and having them back and having the guys do the thing. So I, I don't, I don't see a downside to it. I see an argument for the people that go, ah, like you said, you opened with, you know, the Yankees retire. Everyone's number. We're not going to be that. Or we're going to look back years from now and go, Oh, those guys weren't among the best players. But they, it doesn't matter that they were, they were the, the first. They were, and that matters too. So I, I'm with you there. Do them all if it's important to them to do them in the right order. Okay, fair, fair enough. I, I see some legitimacy to that. But do them. Keep doing this. It's good for you. It's good for everybody. And for anyone that's thinking, oh, well, Don Baylor was the first manager. That's not enough reason to you know, retire his number then you need to do more research and we need to talk about it more probably here on the podcast. We love digging into the Rockies history. Me being a guy who obviously followed the Rockies from afar growing up on the East coast. You know, I, I I know my fair share of of history of all 30 teams. Um, I I think fairly well because I'm just, I'm a baseball addict. Um, But coming here and really digging in and, and talking with, with, with you, Drew, you know, about so many different things in your memories and going back and looking, is that really true? Was this guy that good and that overlooked? Ooh, okay, yeah, no, this guy had a huge year here and maybe should have gotten a few more votes or should have been higher in the MVP voting. And and just looking at just, just players in general where you go, 
Well, how about just compared with other Rockies players? All right. Well, you know, wasn't a great, didn't have a great career in general, but compared with other Rockies, man, this guy was really great. And so for that reason, he should get a little more credit. He should be talked about, discussed more at the ballpark. And there should be more memorabilia and, 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 and merchandise of, of whoever it is, these, these beloved people that the fans talk about, but the team might not talk about quite as much. So Don Baylor is one of those guys that represents this rich history uh, before Coors Field and, and before the, the Rockies became the Rockies and the Blake Street Bombers were formed and, and how he's you know, been one of the best, if not the best manager for this organization to get them off the ground. And so right. it's for all of those reasons, again, contributions to the organization, not just show me his numbers, compare it with other great baseball players or managers. It's about so much more than that. In fact, if we're talking about numbers and we're talking about managers, there could come a time in which Bud Black has his number retired too. He's approaching uh, 1,000 career wins. He's at 995. So he will most most likely, yeah, I'd say most likely. They could eke out four wins here in the final six, but you may have to wait until next year for his 1,000th win. But of course, back to back postseasons, you know, uh, helping establish and bring along this great pitching staff. He could be a guy. Uh, in due time, I, I think he's he's on his way, and I think Charlie is on his way, and pretty much there to the point in which he should have yeah. his number retired. These, these are great debates. If you don't agree, that's fine. Let's argue it. Let's talk about these sure. kind of things, like because it just isn't talked about enough. There's great history here. Go back and listen to our podcast yesterday about Larry Walker and you know being of a certain generation and saying yeah these new guys these these bombers here in the 90s they're all right but let me tell you about the greats let me tell you about George Brett the players from the Royals or great players from the the west coast and whatnot these are your guys and and i would think you being a rockies fan out there listening want your guys represented in the ballpark other than in the 200 suites when you walk around and they've got cool little exhibits of of you know, merchandise and uh, memorabilia and, and all these great artifacts, but you want there to be even more than that around the ballpark. And and the numbers are one of the biggest things that people see when they come out out there and, and right center field. And so let's add a couple more. Yeah. Every time I go into to ball arena, you know, and I see the names of the, the old nuggets from before I was watching and go, Oh, English. Who's that? I'm going to go, I'm going to learn a little bit about English. Actually, I'm recently becoming a, a hockey fan, you know, and you go up and now I know most of those names, you know, you're Sackick, okay, Forsberg, that sounds all familiar, but you see a foot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember him. I'm going to, I'm going to go back and remember about him, you know? And so like you're saying, Rockies fans should be able to go to the ballpark and have that same kind of experience. If you're a brand new fan and you turn to mom or dad or uncle or brother or sister who took you to the ball game and say, number 10, number 10. And they go, let me tell you a little story about Dante, and then you're having an afternoon. It's an advertisement for your history. Yeah. And yes, we know the history isn't winning all of the time, but that doesn't matter. It's still your history. Yeah. And it, it needs to be represented more. Uh, and one of the things you can do while you're debating all of these things is throw back a couple of Breck brews in the spirit of a fun debate. You can get your... A Breck Brews. I got the Mountain Beach right here. The sour going on. Enjoying a little bit of summertime while it's left. Well, we still got some. You can get a 15-can sampler of the brews or the seltzers down at your local liquor store or King Supers. You can get a bigger one, of course, 
If you're a member of the family, you can subscribe today and you should subscribe today at the dnvr.com. You get access to all the written content, you get discounts on hats and shirts, you get access to the Discord channel, you get a free shirt when you order the annual, you get to come and hang out with us down at the bar or at tailgate parties and hop on that bus to and from Broncos or Buffs games, all that kind of stuff. It's a whole lot of fun. We're having a great time here being members of the DNVR family, and you should too by subscribing at thednvr.com. Of course, one of the things that we always get you hooked up with in the family is our fantastic sponsors like DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook could actually put a little extra money in your wallet. It will make watching sports more fun, whether you're making money or not because it just adds a little extra flavor to whatever it is you decided to go all in on for that day or that week, whether it's a guy to hit a home run, a pitcher to get a certain number of strikeouts, the teams combined to score over or under some runs. Over in the NFL, somebody's going to get a touchdown, first touchdown, over or under points, just take the Broncos to beat bad teams. Whatever it is, you can have a whole lot of fun on the DNVR, well, using the DNVR promo code, I'm ahead of myself a little bit, but on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, just so much stuff on there that you can bet on. They make it really easy, <clears throat> easy to understand. And you can place really, you know, low dollar, low stakes bets on things just to make it fun and have some bragging rights, earn a little extra cash, <clears throat> maybe take someone on a date. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR to get $150 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week is sticking with the Rockies. Now, they did not let me down last week because the one victory they had was the one game that I had picked correctly, thankfully. So I'm going to run it back again, and I'm going to take the Rockies, and here's where it gets fun on DraftKings Sportsbook because you can select different run lines and you can select different leads through so many innings, and depending on the payout – that's really where you can make your mark. So tomorrow's game on Tuesday, I should say, is Kyle Freeland against Patrick Corbin, uh, formerly of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Rockies are quite familiar with him. And outside of Ryan Zimmerman, they don't hit Kyle Freeland very well. And I, I think you can contain Juan Soto. You can't you can't stop him, can't but stop. you can't hope to, to contain him. So that's for that reason that I have Colorado, the run line for the first – Five innings is minus 110. That's going to provide you the best payout. Ooh, so the like first that. five innings. So you basically, that's Freeland against Corbin. It's definitely going to go the way of the Rockies. That's my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. The Rockies through the first five innings, minus 110. Lay some heavy lumber on that one too, since obviously you got to spend some to make some, but that's about as good of a lock as you can have. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Keeping the bullpens out of the equation. That's smart. <laughs> smart thinking right there. Uh, all right. Since you laid the groundwork for us, let's get into it. Washington Nationals. I'll never stop coming to people it's 20 years from now. Why does he do that? The one time they spelled their jersey wrong. Um, coming into town for a three-game set. Like we said earlier, the final three games at Coors Field. 
for this 2021 campaign. It will be Josiah Gray against Armand Marquez, who, you know, we were wondering if he was going to get another start this year. And Drew Goodman came on this show last week and kind of said, you know, I, I kind of hope he doesn't. And, and, and I get that. I was with Goody. I was like, you know, he just, we've talked about maybe dead arm fatigue, just generally not pitching well as of late. Maybe there's a sense of let him go out and get end on a high note because he certainly hasn't been on a high note as of late. This is an opportunity for him, again, like you said, against pretty much everyone that's not Soto, to maybe go out and dominate a little bit. Um, and as long as he's fully healthy, no problems with it. Uh, but it is a little bit like it's hard. It's probably the hardest it's been to get excited about a Marquez start in a while. Cause you're usually, even when he struggles, you're like, yeah, but this could be the day he gets it back. He goes out seven innings, 10 strikeouts, does the Marquez thing. And we hope to see it because it's been a while since we have. So maybe everyone wants to go into the off season with a positive taste in their mouth. Marquez has an ERA over six since the all-star break, which again has been, been really unfortunate, but you know, he hasn't faced the nationals. Uh, very much. Uh, obviously, in 2020, that didn't happen as teams just played, you know, within the same uh, division, right. west west on west. So, um, you know, Marquez does have uh, a little bit of advantage. Now, he did pitch in, in, in Washington uh, a week or so ago, four innings, six earned runs. Not really so great, but um, again, I, I think he's going to bounce back knowing that he can just kind of go all out. And this is going to be his last chance here. Yeah. In front of the course field faithful for the last time for 2021. You know, I really think it's it's his want to, you know, continue on the season and, and and play it out. I think the Rockies are getting the sense that they almost prefer for him to, you know, shut it down and get a jump on off-season training and just kind of put the, the season behind him and, and maybe even give yeah. somebody else an opportunity. Not that he's being selfish. That that's not what that means. Just that, yeah. all right, hey, maybe somebody else. Uh, you know, we can give them uh, an opportunity, but, you know, I, I do like that attitude of him, you know, wanting to go out there, make one more appearance, you know, to almost try to build for next year in this year. And like, look, I, I, I want to be that workhorse, right? There's not too many guys that are workhorses anymore. In fact, it's a, it's a term we hardly even hear. Like there, right. there would be guys who got, you know, really solid contracts, you know, as, as a starter, so, because they were workhorses. They were, yeah a lock for 200 innings that's you know mark burley is a perfect example of that a guy who made a lot of money in his career and you know was very good too you know a, a multi-time all-star and a guy that i i think even you know has a chance to be a hall of famer but even when he wasn't good he was giving you innings and that gives you so much value especially in 2021 so uh, i like that marquez is is going out there and and gonna give it his all and you know, I don't know if he's going to want to work around Soto or if he's going to want to go right at him and just just charge right at that Let's young boy. Why not? See how I had a I had an old little league coach. Whenever I fell behind 2-0 or or three one in a count, he would just yell out, "See how far he can hit it." You know, just throw just throw a strike, right? Just throw a strike and see how far he can hit it. And it, and and like, yeah, don't work around him uh, if you strike him out. Awesome. If he hits one 500 feet, also awesome. <laughs> like, whatever. At this point, uh, go out there and do the thing. A couple other notes on Marquez. Just was, we're into, I thought he had a chance uh, this year. I thought he was going to get his second 200 strikeout season. 
He will not, unless he strikes out 28 guys tonight, that would, <laughs> which would be a record, I'm pretty sure. Or 28 in his start tonight and a relief appearance yeah, in yeah. Arizona. Right. Yeah, so no, that, that, uh, that won't be happening. But he, he will almost certainly, unless he manages to only strike out three or fewer guys, uh, make his second best strikeout season of all time. 175 he had in 2019. It was 230 he had in 2018. So he won't be matching that. But this will be his second best ever if he can get a, a four or more strikeouts tonight. That'll be nice to see. Maybe get up into the 180 range. and So ah, it'll be kind of fun. I think this is his 18th start, too, at, at Coors this year. And Pedro Stasio is the only one who's ever had 19 starts here. So that's... Again, that's a, a real treat. And, I mean, he didn't start the All-Star game, but, shoot, I guess if he did, that would have technically been 19. I would have tied the mark, which uh, is kind of interesting. But, yeah, I, I really want to see him go out there and, and shove and, and try to get a, a glimpse of it of it back. You know, the weather should be pretty nice here on Monday night. It was, you know, in the high 80s, and it'll cool down just just the perfect amount for him, you know, to make his mark. And, and you know, Soto does have one career home run against Marquez that was in 2019 he's he's two for five against Marquez and you know if while we're talking about last appearances and last games at Coors Field this could be and probably will be the last time Herman Marquez will get to hit at Coors Field oh yeah now at least at least as a regular player because you know hey he's a guy that you could come off the bench in our late game extra innings you just need an at-bat you know, you could have one of those spots where a guy goes out, maybe he only lasts two, three innings, and you don't want to use somebody off your bench. So you have, somebody's got to get up there to hit. Marquez pitched the day or two before, and he has a pinch hit appearance. But ultimately, this will be his last time hitting, you know, regularly. Yeah. And so you know he's going out there looking for a double, looking for another uh, homer, it. looking to kind of polish off his resume because he's definitely in the hunt for the silver slugger in the national league for pitchers. Also the opportunity to lead the national league in two categories. I'll give you the opportunity to guess at what they are, but we would probably be here for some time. Well, RBI, I think he tied, uh, well, uh Urias. that's true. I was, I was going with just pitching, just pitching statistics. Oh, pitching. Oh my gosh. And is it, would this be a personal, uh, career record or are we talking in the organization? Um, so no, for lead the National League this season in a category in a, in, a pitching in, category in a pitching category. I wouldn't think home runs, but no. that could be so <laughs> home runs surrendered. That is, no. uh, certainly starts. I think he's in the running because he hasn't missed a start. You're in the right area there. He did that last year. Actually, led the National League in the short season and games started with 13. Um. There's a similar one there, and then one's not. A, one's a really good thing. One's a not so great thing. That's my last hint for you. Well, I'm glad he's. It's not most home runs. Um, shoot, yeah. that's interesting. I don't think quality starts because he's really been out of the running on that. Uh, in, in the second half, uh, innings pitched, I think he's probably down just a little bit. A little bit down, yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, it may. Is it? Is it some kind of rate stat? A good one is a rate stat, perhaps. Uh, these are both uh, counting stats. These are both technically counting stats. <laughs> no, you got me. I'm stumped. Yeah. 
Right, one, I'll give you the bad one first. The bad one is, and he's actually done this before, wild pitches. He currently leads the league in wild pitches with 15. He did so with 14 back in 2019. So if he throws another wild pitch in this one tonight, you know, he's pretty much got that thing wrapped up. Uh, and then the good one is complete games. As you were talking about, we don't use the term workhorse anymore. It was right there in front of you, but you didn't quite. But the, the workhorse thing, he's, he's already led. He could end up because he's only got three. Just not a thing that happens anymore. He probably won't throw a fourth tonight, but you never know. And if he does, then he might wrap that up. But those are the two he's got a chance to lead in. And he can also you know, tie a, a career mark with two complete game shutouts at Coors Field, which only Tom Glavin has ever done. And he did that a couple of years apart. So for – for Marquez to possibly do it in the same season, you know, it's pretty good. Anytime he goes out on the mound, he, he's, he's tied with every other Rockies pitcher as far as no hitters and perfect games thrown at Coors Field. So he's, he's looking to make his mark in that way too. Right there. Um, all right, moving into the pitching matchup. You already talked a little bit about this one, but Corbin Freeland was a uh, part of your DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. We'd like to see Freeland continue off on his, uh, really, really solid run here to finish the season. We'll see if he's somebody that the team – we've talked a lot about guys who they needed to talk with in, in terms of, uh, you know, Crone and Gray, who are actual free agents, the whole story thing and all of that. But do the Rockies entertain extensions of guys like Freeland and Sensatella and, and stuff like that is, is going to be another interesting piece to this offseason. And because he was someone coming into the year where we really did have a lot more question marks. And I think now we've seen this full campaign. One more nice start would put it in our heads. Okay. Yeah. You feel good about Freeland. If they come out with some decent money, it won't be a ton, but a nice chunk of change for that guy. You go, cool. Everyone's happy there. Nice to know they've got that locked in. Uh, but for now, I'm going to enjoy just watching him pitch at Coors Field, too. That's always fun. Yeah, Freeland, Sensatella, Ryan Maltapia, and Ryan McMahon, all at the turn of the calendar next year on January 1st. They can all say, and so can you, that they will be free agents at the end of next season. Nah. Two more years. Yeah. And that, that's really stretching it, yeah, right? At, at the yeah, end but, of September yeah. or, or early October, or maybe even late October of 2023, they'll be free agents. So, it's really close. It's hard to, to, you know, sign extensions, you know, that close to free agency, but you know, Freeland might be the one guy where that could work, especially if the Rockies, you know, give him some kind of not franchise type contract, you know, not, you know, $200 million, but one that is very friendly with a lot of, you know, potential options that basically make him a Colorado Rockies player for the rest of his career, right? Like almost, almost similar to what the Yankees did with DJ LeMahieu, where, you know, they basically wanted to try to get his annual average salary, you know, a little bit lower so they could get under the cap. So they gave him 90 million for six years when they probably only wanted to give him you know, four years, 75 mil. So they tacked on two years and they tacked on 15 million. Maybe that's a creative way that so you're able to take off all the boxes. 70 million for Freeland. 10 year <laughs> contract, 70 million dollars. <laughs> Why not? No, you're right. I mean, if he's got no interest in playing elsewhere and you just want to, I mean, long contract, there's a lot of reasons why not. But if it's not huge, 
on that end, like I, I think you're absolutely right. I love the idea. I just went extreme with it, but I love the idea that you're you're getting creative here. Go high on the years, it, and just keep him and know what you've got. This is obviously an off-season topic, but you know, the first domino has to be John Gray. You, you see what happens with him, and then the Rockies can obviously focus on. Then you move. Uh, on Freeland, if they can't get something done with John Gray, and he goes out of the free agent market, we already saw how the Cubs felt about a Rocky starting pitcher and Tyler Chatwood. That turned out to be pretty lucrative for for Chatty. And so, you know, that's a great again, for Cubs. Freeland's a Colorado kid. Yeah, didn't work out for them. Worked out great for Chatwood. Could work out really good for Gray. Could work out even better for Kyle Freeland. So, you know, a lot a lot of different things can happen, and we'll we'll talk about that. But I'm excited to to see Freeland one more time again. Lefty on lefty matchup. That seems like it's happening a lot yeah. more and more. And it also helps that the Rockies have two two lefties, really good lefties <laughs> and, and Gomber and Freeland. So yeah. Um, yeah. that obviously bodes really well. Again, as I said, Zimmerman's really the only guy that has you know somewhat decent numbers uh, against Kyle Freeland in nine plate appearances. Juan Soto is one he's one for eight and uh he has one walk so not too great uh, actually against kyle freeland so you know i asked somebody today you know the over under on how many outs juan soto makes in this series that would be a great one for DraftKings. you think all right you might get about 14 right late appearances right. over unders probably about four and a half the person i talked to took the under but you know what look at these freeland numbers that could be could be two, maybe three outs right there just against Freeland on Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be that, that's going to be something interesting to, to keep an eye on for sure. Um, one other thing that I I hope I'm remembering this correctly. Yeah. Patrick Corbin has a 620 ERA at Coors Field and 61 innings pitched. Not a fan of throwing out there. So uh, I like the opportunity for the Rockies to get after him a little bit win that baseball game, make your DraftKings pick of the week bet come true, all that good stuff. So that should be a whole lot of fun for Rockies fans. I'll tell you what's a whole lot of fun for Rockies fans and actually a whole lot of fun for everybody, and that's Solace Meds. Whether you like a little bit of flour, some edibles, some drinkables, some concentrates, some gummies, some tinctures, whatever it is, CBD, CBN. Uh, if you just want to know what those things are, you can go to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com, and use promo code DMVR20 to save 20% off. Plus, you get a free uh, King Cone or Solace bar, or you can head on into one of their super convenient locations. There's one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar there on East Colfax. So if you're down at the bar taking in some sporting events, and you're thinking, oh, man, I need a little CBD, I need a little T uh, CBN, THC, I need a little bit of uh, flour I got to get here. So get on down to Solace Meds. They'll take care of you. They know their stuff. And don't forget to use promo code DMVR20 to save 20% off. And also that may put you in the mood once you've had your Solace Meds for a little bit of Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu beef. I know I'm always in the mood for it. The ground beef, the ground chuck, the hamburgers and the steaks, the bacon. It's all delicious. It could change your life because it doesn't have any of the hormones or antibiotics in it. Absolutely terrible for the animal, for you, for the environment, for everybody. It's bad. It doesn't make it cost less. Check out the prices. Tell me I'm a liar. I'm not. Check them out. 
the promos. It's ridiculous. Go to H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. Put in your order. You're going to be very happy with what you get. If you end up getting over 200 bucks worth of stuff, they'll also hook you up with free shipping. Use promo code DNVR to get 10% off. And again, that's HassleCattleCompany.com. H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com. All right. And finally, we've got uh, the in the wrap up here, Paolo Espino got the better of the Rockies last time out uh, against Peter Lambert, who were just